This is JFM Podcast. And a very good morning to you. Thank you for staying with J101.9 FM. It is one minute past the hour of 9 a.m. And today is Wednesday, April 12, 2021. I am your anchor, Zoe Machunga. Well, matters of security are a great concern for many in the country. And those in authority in the southeast and the south-south meeting had come up and have come up with steps to take forward for the nation. And that has been making headlines uh, in almost all the dailies this morning. Southern governors ban open grazing, ask Buhari to address Nigerians. And also, uh, the security, uh, Buhari has approved new security measures for Southeast and South South. And to discuss on this issue this morning, we have with us Honorable Musa Ashoms. Thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning, Mr. Musa. Thank you very much for having me, Zoe Machinga. Thank you, our dear listener. All right, um, let's head now. Let's get straight into the matter uh, for the discussion this morning. And uh, we have seen uh, the South-South and the Southeast governors come up with steps uh, to take forward for the nation and also uh, for the President Buhari for the Southeast and the South-South regions of the country. New security is now approved to restore peace in the region. And uh, also, this approval comes exactly two weeks after the third security Council meeting chaired by the president and was held at the First Lady's conference room in the State House. The Inspector General of Police, Usman Baba Al-Khali, as well as the Chief Security Advisor, both declined to elaborate on the tactics, but told Senate House correspondents that uh, this new strategy is aimed at changing the narratives. Also, governors in the southern region are also not sitting still. They are not sitting mum and waiting for the center. They have uh, come up with ways to resolve issues. The 17 governors met from the southern uh, states under the aegis of the Southern Nigerian Governors Forum, uh, SNGF, and they met in Asaba, the Delta State capital. And top on the agenda is the state of the nation, especially rising insecurity across Across the country. And uh, let's take a listen now uh, to some of the resolutions. Well, no, let's hear from you, Musa. Let's start with that before we hear what Governor Keridulu read out. What uh, would make in a democracy for us to see such a meeting coming up at this time? Um, you know, the governors of the southern Nigeria, um, to a large extent, more serious than those of us in the north. I have reasons for saying that in the course of this program. I'm going to elucidate on that. Mm. Um, They take governance to be a very serious issue because they have critical followers. They have educated followers. So they wouldn't just be docile and watch things deteriorate. But for example, are, sorry to cut you short, they waited for six years into the Buhari administration to demand for this. It's better late than never. I'm happy that it came at the end of it. If you notice, the, the conversation in Nigeria has always been around cattle, around headsmen, and all of that, as if we do not have other issues in this country to address. 
And um, if you check the number of kidnappings um, in the South, when you see those that have been kidnapped as Southerners, those that are kidnapping them are from a different part of the country, you begin to ask yourself, why this interest? Why, does, why do, do, do we allow these things to happen? If you remember not long ago, the governors of Southwestern states brought about the Amoteku which is helping to a large extent to nip in the board the security challenges in as much as we still have them. While they were in Asaba yesterday for this meeting, a pastor was kidnapped right in the compound of his church in Ondo in Akure. It tells you that these people will not sit down and, and, and allow the country to go haywire and allow the country to become a, a, a lawless society, a lawless community. The, the man that chaired yesterday's meeting, is a senior advocate of Nigeria, former national chairman of the Nigerian Bar Association. If you bring them pariposu with those leading us in the north, you know that they are more exposed to a large extent. And they know that governance is going to come to an end very soon. For example, if you have been a governor for six years, you have two years more to go. And will you continue to be governor? But you continue to be a member of that society. Let's assume you die. Your children, your grandchildren will continue to be members of such societies. This, um, the issues they raised, if you check, the, the, the first thing that you, check, you see when you open the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria is that we, the people of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, and that Constitution is not written by we, the people. It's a select few that sat down under military supervision to write this um, Constitution. Prominently among them, Professor Awali Yadudu, a professor of law from the Bayero University, Kano. And if you check that constitution, there are so many lacuna. Ask lawyers, they will tell you that um, it's not the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, as agreed by Nigerians. That's why they are even calling for a national conference. If you check, in the past, it was the governor of Benue State that was talking about open grazing, open grazing. Today, 17 governors from the south have joined him. Mm -hmm. So we have 18 versus 18, because we have 36 states in Nigeria. 18 governors. In fact, it's not even against 18 because Governor Abdullahi Ganduje of Kanu even said he's donating Volgore Forest for headers to come and occupy. If you hear the voices of Nigerians, some said, since you said Zambiza is as big as the southeastern states put together, why not donate it to headers so they can have activities that will improve their livestock? The idea of um, trekking from Niger Republic to Potakot just to look for grass is obsolete. It's antediluvian. It's, mm. it's not supposed to be a 2021 exercise and experience. Nigeria is growing. The cattle routes have been taken over by development. The, 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 the system is, is old. So you need to adopt new systems. The only fault that we give to the government is when you want to ban something, you create an alternative for it. Hmm. Yes, when you want to ban um, the eating of, um, what do you call it, anything, there should be a, a, a substitute for it so that people don't go. But now, if you ask, the people that kidnap people, is it because of grazing space? Is it because they want to graze their cattle or is it just because they want to take over the economic activities of those towns or is it just because there is um, some level of um, lawlessness in the land or some level of anarchy? When, you, when these issues come up, you ask yourself a lot of questions. And it's going to surprise you to know that one of the key things you see in Chapter 1, Part 1, Item 1, 1 of the Constitution, it says the Constitution is supreme and its provision shall have binding force on the authorities and persons throughout the Federal Republic of Nigeria. And some people see governance to be skewed to favor a particular group. If you check 
all the revenue generating agencies of government, they are manned by northerners. Mm. Is it the Nigerian Customs Service? Is it the Federal Inland Revenue Service? Is it the Nigerian Maritime and Maritime Safety Agency, Nimasa? Is it MPA? If you remove Hadiza Bala Usman, you bring Mohammed Koko. If you go to Nimasa, it was Peter Said Dakuku. Now it is Dr. Jamu from Zaria. If you're going to ask yourself, is it that um, if Nigeria is restructured, will you have these skilled uh, representations? When you make people to be scared, like when the former IG of police was due for retirement, he was given another um, three months, or is it six months? Afterwards, you could guess that the next IG is going to come from the north. And it came from the north, truly, from Yobe State. That didn't even stop bandits from attacking his village in Gedam. So it tells you that we need to rejig how we think. We need to recalibrate the way we see things. Don't make people to be scared unnecessarily. Like, for example, um, judges were going to be appointed to the Court of Appeal. And 13 from the north, all of them are Muslims. And Khan had to write and say, why is it so? So you mean there are no capable Christian judges in the north? Are you trying to say the north is peopled by only Muslims and all of that? I'm not saying we should think that way too. I do not share in such thinkings. If you have Muslims that are the best in everything, give them the opportunity. If you have Christians too, you should do the same thing. You can see what has been happening in Nigeria. Elizabeth Karatu in KB State, for example, how an inspector of police stopped her from accessing the courts because of the judgment she was going to pass. And a lot of people will translate it into different um, angles. What governance needs to do for people is called adult in Hausa. I do not have a proper word for it in English, but without adelity, people will be scared of the kind of governance you dish out. That is why it is important when people have the opportunity to lead, they should do it wholeheartedly. They shouldn't do it with sectionalism. It shouldn't be clannish in its appearance. Because when you skew positions to one angle, NMPC, you'll see somebody either from Barno or Bauchi. When you go to uh, Nimasa, for example, you see somebody from Zaria. When you go to MPA, you see somebody from Katana. Mm. And people will be scared. If, if Nigeria is restructured, for example, it is the oceans, the waters that have Nimasa and MPA Ports Authority. Is it that people from the south are, are not well-schooled? This me now to another question. You know, how, um, how much of the federal character representation do we even have in our security forces? Perhaps why uh, also, you know, we see that it's difficult to get information when people you do not know come to ask you for information. That, that is why when you have state policing... That you know instead. That's why if you have state policing, for example, if, it, if the man is... For, let's let's for, give an example. If the man is from Bayelsa, he knows rivers very well. Because Bayelsa was carved out of rivers. Or you bring somebody from Bauchi, from Itas Gadau, to River State. The only thing they see is that they, they see is you're trying to empower that person. But he doesn't understand the terrain. He doesn't understand the people's language. He doesn't understand Wafi. He doesn't want to understand the way they speak their pidgin English. And you want him to lead the security in that town. It will or be difficult for him. Even for him to even gather intelligence. It's going to be difficult. Mm. And the people might not even trust him. Because there's um, this um, trust gap in Nigeria. Certain persons don't trust certain persons. These tribal issues, the tribal cleavages, the ethnic cleavages, religious cleavages have been created. And instead of government to work hard to bridge these um, gaps, government seem to be making it more popular and is um, empowering such things in Nigeria. For example, if you go to um, Benue State, I'm not talking about religion now. Mm. Since 1979 till date, it has always been a chief man governing. 
Hmm. And when they complain about the national in the states too, you have the same issues. So once you have the opportunity to lead, you should also display that. You have three zones in Benue State. Two zones have been the ones producing governors. If you go to the Idoma zone, where they are, they are, you have Idomas too, maybe it will be difficult for the Gedeman too to be a senator. Hmm. But they will be complaining that in the larger Benue state, we've not been given the mandate to be governors, to be governor. So it is an opportunity for President Mahmoud Buhari to rewrite the wrongs. Mahmoud Buhari is 70 something, close to 80. He shouldn't be passing through these things. I know governance is difficult. Governance is not always fun and frolic. You need to burn your tails. You need to burn the candle. You need to do a lot. You need to change the orientation of the people. It's difficult. Governance in Nigeria is difficult because once you have the opportunity, your ethnic nationality will call you and say, This is our time. Let's do dominate the others. Let's show them that this is our time. Not knowing that you cannot be in governance forever. So if another government comes, you will be sidelined. You will be, you will be colonized. Neo-colonialism. All, you had your chance. You had your chance. Already. And I think, I think Nigeria, the constitution is very clear. The constitution talks about equality, not even equity. Equality. The constitution talks about justice. It talks about everybody having equal opportunity. But what is happening in Nigeria? If you check boards, if you check agencies, if you check departments and ministries of government, you will see skewed representations. You will see that in some agencies and ministries, the, the man representing Plateau in the Federal Character Commission was with Governor Lalong Stephen Jinks. He told him that there are agencies that you don't even have Plateau representations. And there are federal government agencies. Why should other persons have um, their people in, 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 in surplus and others do not have representation? Those are the things that will make people not to trust the system. Mm -hmm. You can see in Nigeria, there is no zone that doesn't have its own um, insecurity challenge. If you go to Osaga or Hafia, if you go to all those places, you see arsonists, people burning INEC office, police stations. If you go to Ibom, you see people killing policemen. Well, that's, that just takes us here to uh, to what uh, the meeting uh, concerning Buhari and the security chiefs. The Inspector General of Police, Usman Baba, made this known when he briefed State House correspondents on the outcome of the meeting of the National Security Council presided over by President Mohamedou Buhari at the presidential villa Abuja. And uh, Baba, who briefed alongside the National Security Advisor to the President, NSA retired, Major General Baba Gana Mongno and the Chief of Defense Staff, General Loki Irabo, said Buhari gave the approval during the security meeting. According to Baba, the meeting, which has taken place three times during the last 11 days, assessed the situation in the country, particularly the Southeast and the South-South, as it affects law and order. And he said, in quotes, we have some measures which we have outlined and have been approved by the Council and we will see how we can change the narrative within the quickest possible means to restore law and order and restore peace in that area. Let's hear what they had to say here. Three times within the last 11 days has assessed the situation, situation in the country, particularly in the southwest and uh, south-south as it affects law and order. And we have some measures that have been approved by council to take to ensure, sorry, southeast and south-south. Uh, we have some measures which we have uh, outlined and it has been approved by the council and uh, we will see how we can change the narrative within the quickest possible means to restore law and order and restore peace in that area. We uh, solicit all law-abiding citizens to work with us uh, to identify and deal with the situation. On my part, I briefed council on the enablers of crime and the need to find quick responses 
with a view to mitigating the growing threats to society. And these enablers I discussed in detail, and Mr. President has already um, given direction on how to deal with them, specifically issues of drug abuse as propellants for crime, the how to make the criminal justice system much more effective, as well as looking at issues of unemployment, which of course the Federal Executive Council had given an approval through um, previous memos on how to get 100 million people out of poverty. That was also... Well, you just heard uh, the voice of uh, the NSA, Babagana Monguno, and also the Acting Inspector General of Police. And here in quotes, they are saying, um, what, what they are saying on his part, the NSA disclosed that President Buhari has directed security agencies in the country to deal decisively with those perpetrating violence or causing mayhem in any part of Nigeria. According to him, the president will not relent in his duty of ensuring every Nigerian is protected. And in quotes, he's saying, what I'm saying has to do with the orders given by the president, commander-in-chief of staff of defense staff, including the uh, service chiefs, including inspector general of police, and they are saying that they have to restore peace and order uh, in that region. Now, um, we're also seeing where uh, the, the, you declared war on Igbos by your shoot-at-sight order, Nzuko tells Nigerian army. Uh, the Uzuko Umuna group of Igbo professionals say the shoot-at-sight order reportedly issued to troops in the south East is a declaration of war by the Nigerian army, an open letter dated May 11, signed by Dr. Odumuko and Dr. P. Mbanefo, advised the military to tread with caution. The organization noted that the directive seems to have been given unofficially in a hush-hush manner, making the situation more ominous. They warned that a shoot on site is tantamount to an order to exterminate innocent citizens, as there is no telling who might be part of the collateral unintended casualties. But but then again, um, we've, we've seen even, we can say, almost worse situations in the north here. And one would also wonder uh, why such a measure has not been deployed in the north as well. And what was on the minds of the security chiefs on, on you know, their aim to single out the southeast and the south-south when uh, we say, when we talk about what is going on here. And, uh, you know, having a new agenda for the regions, the southeast is crying out saying, you know, the shootout site order is not okay for them what is what what can you make from this uh mr honorable Musa? Um, breaking breaking the law by whoever is wrong mm. it's um against the state insurrection should be suppressed at all levels but the issue is when the crocodile wants to smile or it wants to dance it goes to the southeast mm. And it will coordinate meet Operation Crocodile Smile or Operation Crocodile Dance, or when it wants to display military might, it goes to that zone. If you leave me to access and analyze the situation in Nigeria, the north is more porous. If you put them paripasu vis a vis, mm. the north is more open. The flanks in the north are more open because in almost all the states in the north, you have one challenge or the other. Now, if you're an Igbo man and you're living in Nigeria, you'll be scared with these declarations. Because them appointments, they don't carry you along. When they want to bring people to become service chiefs, even agencies of government, it's difficult for you to be given the opportunity to, have, to handle them. I was watching TV in Kaduna one time, and somebody said, if not for colonial masters, what would be the link between us and Igbos? 
what will be the link between us and Akwaibom people? They eat Aku, we eat two. We are more closer to people in Niger Republic than these people. So there is a need for restructuring so that you uh, you talk about these issues clearly. 60 years later, we still cannot see the beauty in our It's, it's even beyond 60 years. You start from 1914, hmm. when the northern and southern protectorates were amalgamated. Yes, we have our differences, but we have our commonality. For example, the corner lot is grown by the southern Yorubas, is um, consumed by northern Nigerians more. And for the Igbos, it's, an, it's a sacred um, um, fruit, or I don't know how to put it. There are certain things that bind us together as a people. But 60 years or 100 years down the line, we're still talking about filial trivialities. We still don't see ourselves as a nation. There's a need for us to sit down and have a conference, just like the, South, South, and the Southern governors are demanding for. Good luck, Jonathan con convoked um, a national congress in 2014. The results are not there. The reports are there, but uh, nobody has done anything about it or to it. So there is a need for Nigerians to sit down and rearrange how we live and talk about if we need to continue in this marriage of inconvenience and look at those loopholes. For example, Kanwe alone has 24 House of Reps members. That is the number that Plato, Nasarawa, and Binwe put together has. So if you are going to do any election or any voting in the, in the House of Reps, Kanwe alone will take care of three states from North Central Nigeria. Katsana State that was created in 1987 has 36 or 34 local government. Plateau State has 17. Hmm. There are All a lot right. of things, there are a lot of lacuna that we need to look at. Let's hear now what uh, the South-South governors had to say and their chairman uh, from Ondo State, uh, Governor of Ondo State, Rotimi Akiri Dodo. Let's hear about their, their demands and begin to dissect them uh, one by one. Stay tuned. of hand Others, criminals and bandits in the southern parts of the country has presented a severe, severe security challenge such that citizens are not able to live their normal lives, including pursuing various productive activities leading to a threat to food supply and general security. Consequently, the meeting resolved that open grazing of cattle be banned across southern Nigeria. Three, the meeting noted that development and population growth has put pressure on available land and increased the prospect of conflict between migrant herders and local population in the south. Given this scenario, it becomes imperative to enforce the ban on open grazing in the south, including cattle movement to south by foot. The meeting expressed grave concern on the security challenge currently plaguing the nation and strongly urged Mr. President that Mr. President should address Nigerians on the challenges of insecurity and restore the confidence of our people. That the progress of the nation requires that urgent and bold steps be taken to restructure the Nigerian Federation, leading to the evolution of state police, review of revenue formula in favor of subnationals, and creation of other institutions which legitimately advance our commitment to and practice of true federalism. The meeting recommended that in view of the widespread agitation among our various peoples for greater inclusiveness in existing governance arrangements, the federal government should convoke a national dialogue 
as a matter of urgency. The meeting expressed concern on the continued gridlock on those show the Papa Expressway and the chokehold it has exerted on the nation's economy, being the sole outlet from Apapa Wharf. The meeting therefore recommended the activation and establishment of ports in other states of the Federation to create new jobs and promote socio-economic activities in the country. The meeting expressed concern on the economic implication of another lockdown on the country and therefore suggested greater coordination and cooperation between federal and state government in involving strategies for dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. And you just heard uh, through Governor Rotimi Akiri Dolu the demands of the South-South governors. And uh, if we have to take them one by one, ban of open grazing across the states. <coughs> Musa, when we look at this now, uh, what can we say? Restriction of cattle movement to the South by foot. And let's, let's look at these this two, this e two issues because they go hand in glove. Um, it has, it has um, showed clearly that um, when these cattle move from the ghetto, trespass into people's farms, into people's investments, and certain persons wouldn't just fold their arms and watch these things happen to them. So it has created a lot of clash, a lot of killings, a lot of lives have been lost in your attempt to improve your own livelihood. So your, 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 your freedom stops when another person starts. And Nigeria is becoming cosmopolitan. If you remember in the past, most states is only the state capital that is um, a bit um, developed. A apart from that, you find two or more local or three local governments that are developed. And now the, the, the population, there is population bulge. Um, people are increasing in number, a lot of farming activities. So we cannot continue the old ways. If you want to plant haze, I think you can learn from the governor of Aqua and Cross River State, Professor Ayade, where within two weeks you have a, a, a brand of um, grass, hay, that can just grow and be up to consumable level. And um, you can do green farms and all of that. You can do ranches. It's a private business. You cannot um, um, make people not even go to school so that they can be rearing cows from the north to the south. That era is past. But there should be alternative, like I said. It's, a cost, it's an old tradition. It's been with the haters for a long time. So if you want to change their psyche, their worldview, their mental cabinet, it's got to be gradual, and government has a role to play. We're not saying um, government should provide everything for them because government has not provided everything for others. So they are not... Um, a-class Nigerians where others are inferior. No, we're all Nigerians. But government needs to look at this, especially that is bringing conflict. So the era of open grazing has, is long gone. There is no country in the world that practices that except Nigeria. If you go to countries that have... Um, they have um, more cattle, they don't do such things. If you go to countries that produce milk, they don't do such things. And Benway, for example, has said... No more open grazing. And you heard some people in Yola having a meeting saying, unless you rescind that decision, you will never have peace. And those people are working freely. 
Whenever you hear any issue that has to do with guns, with shootings, with kidnappings, with banditry, it's not far from haters. I think they need to look at these things. There are other persons that are wonderful people that belong to the ethnic nationality. So we shouldn't allow this, the, the dangerous few to make people known to be profiled as an, an ethnic nationality that does not want peace to reign. The, the, that national, that ethnic nationality, you have wonderful people, like I said. Some of us have friends from that nationality. You cannot link them to these things. So the best thing to do is to look at these things. The governor of Kano State, who happens to be a Fulani man, has even donated Falgore Forest for such exercise. So you can handle such things so that your cows will be fatter, they will be bigger, the milk they produce will be more in, in, in quantity. And of course, the quality will improve. It's just like someone that goes to the gym every day. You will not see them growing fat. They will be they will be um, lanky or they will just have six packs and that's all. Mm. For cows, they need to produce I mean, more meat. We're not meat. known to, to export any more dairy than... We don't. We can't even Denmark, satisfy the demand here. Yes, even the local demand is uh, we cannot satisfy. So I think the idea that they're talking about um, the banning of open grazing is a welcome development. The um, so Allah cattle breeders should food. look at that too. We will not see um, cattle movement from one part of the country to another. They will either be carried in lorries from now henceforth since they cannot uh, move by, there's no movement to the south by foot anymore. Now for the president to address the nation and we've seen the president address <coughs> the nation many times. Is it a television address that we're waiting for? The, the issue is that when they want to write his script for him, is confrontational. It is not persuasive. It is not to pacify Nigerians. It is not to say, yes, we know there are challenges and as a government, these are the actions we are taking to nip these um, challenges in the board by the grace of God if you give us three weeks, three months, three years we're going to fix this and that the issue is that when you hear them speak they come with this um, arrogance, with this executive arrogance, with this administrative arrogance, they speak to Nigerians, they, look, they talk down on Nigerians they don't respect those that give them power, even the people the president has employed to work for him the way they speak to to Nigerians, they don't even know that Nigerians are the employer of the one that employed them. But because power in Nigeria is excessive, because there are there are um, constitutional lacuna, that is why we need to unbundle the system. So that, for example, if you if you refine your crude in Niger Delta creeks or wherever it is, you give government your tax. Government will not be giving you thirteen percent at the end of it. If you have your tin mine and um, tin mine and um, tin ponds or whatever or whatever you call it in the north central, you can now um, go get your do your mining and give government some percentage instead of government determining what is happening to you. For example, what is happening in Wasi. If you know the riches there, but it's owned by federal government, the state government has little or no say on it. So once governance is looked from that perspective. A lot of things will change. I hope that when he wants to speak this time around, he's going to speak as the father of the nation, as the leader of this country, not coming to defend certain persons. If you remember at some point, he said, shoot outside anyone carrying AK-47. The National Security Advisor now said, no, do not shoot them. So are you going to arrest them with their guns and bring them before a competent court of law? If you ask me, those that have killed... High-profile Nigerians, where are they today? What is the law talking about it? For example, Alexander Abadi was killed like a rat. Nobody is hearing anything about it. That's the former chief of defense staff. Mm. If these people work with their guns, who can confront them?
the Minister of um, Defense, Monsir Dan Ali, on the 6th of June 2018, said states that want to implement open grazing should abandon that project. Then you begin to ask yourself, when government speaks for a particular people, you'll be scared. You'll not be comfortable with whatever they say. You'll, you'll, you'll take whatever they say with a pinch of salt. Well, some are of the opinion or the view that, um, not, but that's, you know, just as campaigns go where you see uh, people going to different regions, perhaps this is what the president should do at this time, go to different regions and try to calm them down and speak to them and make them know and feel that he's in control. But let's open the phone lines so we can hear from Nigerians this morning. Hello and welcome. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. Yes, my name is Tukudi. I'm calling from Nigeria. All right, go ahead. Please permit me to greet my mentor, my brother, and my other brother in this struggle, Mr. Mr. Ashons. Good morning, brother Chikudi. Thank you, sir. And then um, yeah, I really, really appreciate you sending lines in this country, in this country. It is actually appreciating you for this uh, wonderful work and giving at your time. You are the midst of your numerous of studies. God is going to bless and watch you. Uh, quickly. Amen. On the issue of um, uh, this call this morning, I, I sincerely want to appreciate the southern governors. South West, the South the South South. And I think it is way too late for them. It is actually right for them to have come to to say this. Away from that, you understand that this issue of this issue that has raised, so many issues they have raised now, is what should have been coming from the federal government. Saying that Nigerians are being killed if you talk about the headers, Thomas clash like they usually say, but I, me, I look at this as an attack. But again, let's look at Thomas Sedas clash. It is something the federal government may say. And in fact the president will have come to address a very, very long time ago. If you look at what Musa have said, like, even what these people have also had embraced, you understand that the issue of carrying, uh, carrying cattle from the far north to the, to the south and to the southern country, it is, it is, it is what the ancient days, if, 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 if you look at the Bible, somebody like uh, Joseph in the Bible also did that when he was, when he was you know, a teacher of the southern cattle. If you compare that to this very camp, 21st century, and Nigeria is having the same practice, I think that's still safer, safer way backward. So it's a good thing that the southern governors have come out to say that, look, this issue of um, grazing has cost a lot of people dead, destroyed this country and are dividing this country. I think it's a it's a time we put that to an end. And again, if you look at the issue, they also raise it very, 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 very important. That the president is keen on making appointment from a particular region. Musa also said that this morning. And I think if the president of Nigeria has two years and then two weeks and then some, some couple, about three days ago, to leave this office, to start implementing what this. Southern governor say, I think he's going to right so many wrong, uh, wrong sides in this particular government. In fact, it is not too late if you ask me. Because now, if you, if you look at the issue that monitor agencies are managed, managed by the, by the Netherlands, if you look at the, the, the customs, uh, 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 somebody was speaking of the military, the uh, uh, retired ministry, and not today is in that particular ministry. We are talking about the, uh, about the customs. And what has Nigeria said, uh, because, uh, 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 the impact of Nigeria on its leadership, on its stewardship, you see the hardship and difficulties have actually characterized the presence of Nigeria since 2015 to date. And if these people have actually been giving us results from the north, we should have appreciated them, but then the more they have been employed into power, into sensitive issues, and then the more Nigerians are suffering. Honestly, I think that the president should implement what this government has said. I don't want to work in this. Thank you so much. Zero nine zero five five six in four places nine nine and zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. You can also connect with us on our feedback handles: facebook.com forward slash JFM Jaws, Instagram and Twitter at JFM Jaws. Let's talk. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. This morning. Welcome to you. 
Thank you very much. My name is Abdullahi. Go ahead, uh, Mr. Abdullahi. Where are you I, calling us I, from? I, I'm calling from Terminus. Okay. Yes, what uh, Musa Ashams just said, he said the right thing. I'm in totally support of everything he has said. And I want to say one thing is that if there is no justice, I don't think that we'll have peace. Because, you see, just like he said, look at the appointments from all the appointments from the north and from the north. But when we want to talk of fairness, let's be fair to other people. What you don't want somebody to do to you, don't do it to another person. Please, let the president and let the people in authority do the right thing. Look Thank you so much for your input. If you are in the opposition, how would you feel? Thank mm. you very much. We appreciate. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning, Zoe Machunga. Good morning, Musa Shams. This is Extravagant Malobi calling you from Joss. Good morning. Good morning to you and welcome. The pleasure is always mine. Well, let me start this way by commending Musa Shams for your boldness in speaking truth to issues and truth to power. One of the major problems that we have in this country is that we live in denial. We live in lies, believing that uh, somehow, somewhere, things will begin to uh, get right and they begin to propel themselves on the positive side. Well, let me tell you that life is governed by principles, is the quality of input that determines the output. Mm. The monster Nigeria created uh, right from the beginning, right from the onset, by our actions and our inactions is what is steering us in the face now. And the ones we are creating today by not speaking truth to issues is waiting to devote us in the future. How do I mean? Look at the inequality that exists in, um, in, the, in, the, in, in Nigeria today. Southeast is the only region with five states with the, low, the, the, the lowest number of local governments. And then you discover that there is a mutual suspicion hanging over the head of the Southeasterners. Like I once told you, Zoe, when I was in that studio some times back, that before now, you stepped into the Southeast. The first impression you get is that this is a conquered territory. Because while you are in this checking point, you are overseeing the next one. And this range of pretty men do, are not friendly in no way. They molest uh, 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 trans uh, transporters, they squeeze money and life out of them. So you see this kind of feeling of anger, feeling of anger, enmity, existing between these security men and the people of the Southeasterners. Inasmuch as I am paying with the killings, uh, the, 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 the style of killings and attack against security men in the Southeast, I don't like it because it can also be counterproductive. By the time you weaken, you, uh, you weaken the security around you, then the criminals will have a huge day. Nobody will be, will, will be exonerated from their criminality. But at the same time, we need to ask why the president and the security agents are making plans to push more security people to the south is the question you need to ask. If you go there, for instance, and suppress the, the heat now, have you solved the problem? Can we go back to join board and sit down? What is the, the causes? What is the reason for this kind of feeling, this kind of aggression? What is propelling it? 
Because if you don't solve the problem from the root, you are only creating problem in the future because you can molest, you can suppress. Thank you so you much, Mr. Malubi. We appreciate your input this morning. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning, Zoe. Good morning, uh, Good morning, Radio Radio Mama. Mama. I don't know. Calling, calling from uh, Lantia. Welcome. Um, I must first of all start off by one of John F. Kennedy's quotes. He said, Those who make peaceful resolution impossible, you make violent revolution inevitable. <laughs> I found God, uh, most of as usual, I've said it all. But where I, where, what I disagree is this idea of Mr. President should talk. What is he talking? Uh, going about, uh, this, what, what, what is he going about for? What I we need is action. I'm not excited about the meetings. I had three security meetings in a, in a two weeks or three weeks. What 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 did they talk about that has not been talked about? Let's face it. The thing is that there is no sincerity of people. There is no sincerity by the government of the day, and it's catching up with them now. It's about firing. Even the rock is no longer safe. You know. Mm. So what am I saying here? We have. A 2014 conference. The southern governors are talking about dialogue. Dialogue is it? We have had too many dialogues. Why they said that is is, is a point of frustration. Yeah, it's like okay, since you don't want to do the ones that were, were done before, do your own. That's why they are suggesting that if not, you can fall back on the 2014 conference, even their own. At a point, they said they didn't know what restructuring was. They now appointed their own person as a side to head the committee on restructuring. And the people who saw that particular one said that almost everything else um, for their said was in the 2014 conference. Maybe that's why they also put it in the archive. So what, what are we talking about? So until they decide to be sincere in the governance and carry everybody along, we're wasting our time. I find it laughable when they say that in the midst of Nigeria is not negotiable. Yes, but the conditions under which we can live is negotiable. Hmm. And to so, so get that into our sense, I mean, into, into our uh, mind thoughts, I don't think we really want to have a Nigeria. We cannot continue like this. Thank you so much, um, Madam Adari, Dio Mama. Well, um, let's let's take it off from uh, where uh, the comments that we got, Musa, and uh, what Madam Adari even just said just now. You see, in our Constitution, Chapter One, Article mm-hmm. One, it harps on the principle of freedom, equality, and justice, and for the purpose of consolidating the unity of our people. If you ask me, these things are far from us; they are far from our reality. The president, when he came in, people started bringing a new register to the political limelight that he has a body language. Hmm. Now body language has failed. He has given countless presidential orders. People don't take them. People take them with a pinch of salt. And if you ask me... Now the service chiefs have been given three weeks. This is not the first time. He even asked the service chiefs to relocate to Meduguri. As at the time people were killed in Benue, he asked the IG to relocate to Benue. He moved to Nasarawa without even staying for 24 hours in Benue. So even those that the president has saddled with the responsibility of safeguarding Nigerians don't respect his order. And you've seen how skewed these appointments are. And they've not resolved the issue. Why not trust others too? For example, I am the AIG. Um, the AIG that became acting IG and maybe IG now. Hmm. A week or less than a week after his appointment, his village was ransacked by Boko Haram. Yesterday while we speak, it's not just Minoc again. It's not just the fringes of Maiduguri or Berno State. Yesterday, Boko Haram attempted entering Maiduguri. If you remember not long ago, while some boys were playing football in Maiduguri town, a rocket launcher was posted to them. 
and we had casualties. Nigeria is is bleeding. Nigeria is in dire need of leadership, purposeful leadership, not the leadership that you come and say you want to um you want to colonize the people, you want to enslave the people. Nobody can be enslaved. People have seen a lot of things. People have been have seen persecution, and they are still standing on their toes. I think we need to sit down and say, if I want to be the president of Nigeria, for example, I'm Jarawa. I won't be governor because I want to come and show Biron people that I, we have come. I shouldn't be governor because I want to come and send Hausa people out of Jos. There should be some level of understanding. We should live as a people. There is no intimidation that you give somebody that they will leave this country. I remember one high-profile pastor was saying you should have a plan B, like a song by Akon, what is a plan without a plan B? Mm. And one of the plans in the B um, plan is for you to even leave this country. If you see the exodus, the mass exodus of Nigerian youths out of this country, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be alarmed. We spoke about that. And it's, 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 it's shocking that um, Canada has become the hope for young Nigerians. Even India, with the number India, of people dying. I, I, I took my the friend to, to the Indian embassy in Abuja, in Abuja, close to the National Hospital. You need to see Nigerians of all cultures, all religions going to India for studies. Because if you go to Greenfield, for example, do you kidnap you and ask your parents mm. to bring 10 million? How many Nigerians have 10 million in their accounts? How many? Banditry is um, a, a robust business. They can so even make demands. And yet yes. when lawful Nigerians make demands... They don't they listen to them. And, right, and they will say, okay, we don't negotiate with bandits. We don't do this with bandits. These same people that say these things, if it's their children, they will pay quietly. You remember, the governor of Katsina, his mother-in-law, or is it his mother, was kidnapped. He gave bandits money. Until they were arrested, somebody made the confession. El Rufai went to Niger Republic to negotiate with bandits, with killer headsmen, to stop killing people in Southern Kaduna. I mean, we're raising a race of traumatized youths already. Now, the urgent and bold step to restructure Nigeria, state police should be. This goes hand in glove too. Yes. State police, for example, if you want Zandi people to secure Zandi, they wouldn't just shoot us anyhow. If you have people in Kwa, in Kwampan, local government safeguarding Kwampan, they wouldn't shoot them anyhow. One of our callers told you about the checkpoints in the southeast. Traveling in the southeast is seculian, is is not something you should love to do. If you have money, just enter plane to Akanu Ibiam International Airport, then continue the rest. But if you say you want to travel by road, you you just be angry, you just be hissing, it's tiring, you will see security men all over. Let's assume they are Igbo security men. They wouldn't stress their brothers like that. It's so so surprising and appalling that Nigeria has become so polarized that you're not even comfortable when you see somebody's name tag. You'll be scared he might shoot you if you say something that is inappropriate in his own ears, not in the ear of a regular Nigerian. People have become abnormal. If you notice these days, police stations get burned in the southeast. If you notice those that are, that are being killed, mostly they are from the north. So we shouldn't get to that level. You shouldn't, you shouldn't um, um, add more in, um, salt into, into injury. You've been injured already. The Southeast, for me, has been ostracized to a large extent. These are brilliant Nigerians. These are Nigerians that have created cars. These are Nigerians that if you give them the opportunity, a lot of things will happen in Nigeria. But you hear people say they've not been forgiven after the civil war. Mm. Imagine. A region that was bust and battered, and you say they've not been forgiven. Who the hell are you to say that? It's not fair. If we want to, if we want to move as a country, a lot of things have to be kept in the past. What happened in the past will be kept in the past, and let's forge ahead. If you notice, I am happy that the Sultan of Sokoto 
who happens to be the Sarkin Muslimi, has called on President Mamba Dubari to look at this call by Nigerians. When Nigerians speak in, in unison, if you notice, the governors of the South, Southern Nigeria, you have Abga, you have APC, you have PDP, they are coming in unison to speak. They are not looking at political parties. I hope that the governor of Plateau and governors in Central, North Central Nigeria, or Middle Belt, as you will want to call it, will speak for their people too this way. Because... I believe that in this part of the country, leadership is, uh, is I don't know. Like yesterday, just after this meeting, the senator representing Nazara State, the former governor, Abdullah Adamu, said it's a secession plan. Huh. They want to secede. They want to go. Who said so? None of them said so. They spoke about what the constitution they, they says. They solutions. No, they even, spoke, they even quoted the constitution because the constitution spoke, spoke about justice, equality, and all those um, positive things. And this constitution, for example, if you notice, there are, there are calls for it. have northern governors brought concerning kidnapping and banditry and the schools that are shutting down every day in the north, knowing how disadvantaged uh, northerners are when it comes to education? What have they done about that? What have they done with the Almajiri children and the Almajiri system? Not long, not long ago, I saw the number of Almajiri student children that were taken back to their communities from Katana. Mm. They know that it's not a good system. When you allow people's children to wallow the streets with plates, you've, you've, you've exposed them to danger already. It's not fair. You've dehumanized them. If, some, if I'm schooling in Abuzaria, should I be on the streets? Shouldn't I be in school so that I acquire the basic knowledge that took me to school? I think we need to rejig how we think. When you talk about these things, people just become sensational over nothing. They just look at it from the religious lens. Al-Majri, yes, is a form of education, but begging is not, it's on Islam. It's on Islamic for you to go on the street to begin to beg and do all those things. Nope. Mm. Yes. But you need to, 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 be, to be scholarly sound Islamically. They said pursue knowledge as far as China. They didn't say go to China and beg. No, 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 no. So you shouldn't, right. you shouldn't dehumanize these children. And they are minors, most of them. And when you take them to where they cannot be taken care of, you will have a lot of things coming your way. That is why we need to make the system different. That's why the Tsangaya schools were created by Good Luck Jonathan. Let's take advantage of them. There is um, Islamic religious knowledge, IRK, in all schools. It's part of the curriculum. Now, also on the list is review of revenue formula in favor of federating units, federal government to convoke national dialogue, review of federal security appointment to reflect federal character. We've touched on the last one. Let's yes. go to review of revenue formula in favor of federating units. Like um, the, 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 the revenue generating agencies of Nigeria, they are mostly located in the south. Is it oil you're talking about? The, the head is Melekiari from the north. If you want to talk about Nimaza, is Dr. Jamu from Zaria. If you want to talk about NPA from Hadiza Balarebe Musa, is now Mohammed Koko. If you want to talk about Federal Inland Revenue, it was Babatunde Fowler, and the former chairman. anything about that. Yes, the former chairman of Lagos Internal Revenue. That. They think that is fine. Who is an economist? He has been replaced with Mohammed Koko, who is a sociologist, even though he has an MBA. And you ask yourself, what do we need as a country? You've given them all the positions. What has changed? It's just to empower a select few. For me, I think governance should accept everybody. Governance should open its hands so that it accommodates everybody. If you just settle on these people, what happens to the, the um, Chocobo man from Basaluku government? I know even on the plateau, some people don't even know that tribe exists. 
the Chocobo man from Basa local government. There are minor, minor tribes in Nigeria that need to be carried along too. They didn't even talk about equity. The constitution spoke about equality. So you should open your hands and your arms and embrace other Nigerians. Don't just limit appointments to a particular, like when the IG's tenure was ending. You will be rest assured that the next IG was going to come from the north, so long as it's Muhammad Buhari. No two ways about that. Mm. All right. Now, from our feedback handle, it's Magai G saying kudos to the southern governors. Where What are the northern governors doing on the security problem? Pam Zachariah, I even want the whole middle belt and the southwest governors to connect with the southern governors to stand against this present federal government because the federal government is always favoring one side of the country who are busy killing innocent people. This is coming from Pam Zachariah. Zachariah Dahida Genesis, he says it is needful. Chi and G is saying good morning. Zoe and the guests addressing the country every day will not help us. Please let them stand and fight the problem from the roots. Noah Anagura Danasa, honestly speaking, some Nigerians don't know what is really happening. There are signs of the end time and we only need to be prayerful. Mohammed Awal Idris, every time address the country, let them go and face their problem because they know their onions. Pam Douglas is saying the Ninth Assembly is the worst because in the history of Nigeria, both the APC and the PDP in the National Assembly are playing the same card for selfish reasons while deceiving their constituents on social media. The problems of Nigeria is the National Assembly. Izang Atsi is saying this administration doesn't have capacity to curb this insecurity. It's only on newspaper that you can see it, no any other action. David Dunladi Lums is saying I personally commend the efforts of the governors. Most especially the ban of, of, on open grazing. They are called to restructure the country. I stand with them. My greetings to guests in the studio and you, the presenter. And also, Ishak Isa is saying, for me, there is uh, good in, there is, they are good in a good mode, but the problem is this present government don't know where we are. I pray to Almighty Allah to help us. Victoria Mije, one country, two different presidential orders to deal with. Security issues, this is an affirmation that they are, assertion that Nigeria is one national, okay, I won't continue to take that. Uh, please uh, make your comments, uh, uh, you know, uh, palatable. Emmanuel Wakil Izang is saying good morning. Uh, Comrade Dadung Antibas, Buhari should face impeachment. If not, then there is nothing like Nigeria. Mr. President, is a problem of this country. Principal Joseph Melumo is saying a pragmatic problem needs a pragmatic solution. The meeting was a right step in the right direction. Let the Northern governors also do the needful to address the high rate of insecurity in the region. And Victor Idiware Zaka is saying tribalism and sectionalism has eaten deep into this administration already. Talk of one-sided appointments, federal character is no longer followed. Then tell me how would this country be peaceful? Truth needs to be told. Buhari has failed this country. And so on and so forth. It's an ongoing conversation. Keep dropping your comments. Now, um, Musa, we've also seen Northern Elders call for Buhari's impeachment. And also some are even calling uh, for uh, peaceful mass action to boycott Democracy Day. Let's hear your last words on this and we close. Impeaching Buhari is practically impossible with deformation of the National Assembly which is skewed to favor a particular people. Except we have restructuring that might never be achieved. The issue is we shouldn't be voting for people who will want to impeach. Let's vote for people. Let's impeach them even before voting for them so that we have the right persons manning the right positions. Let's do a review of the people's character, what they are known for and what they are uh, they are going to do. For example, when Boko Haram's were being killed during Good Luck Jonathan, President Muhammad Buhari said they are killing our people. So you want, do you want him to kill his people? 
I leave you with that question. All right. All we want is a country where peace and justice shall reign, and it is in the hands of this administration to an extent, if they so wish, if they so will, to do that for Nigerians. And the show has come to a close, the Wednesday edition. Keep it down locked right here. News Top of the Hour comes up next, and after that, the midday show with Ogidibo. This is your anchor, Zoe Machunga, dropping the mic right now. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.